I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Hope you're doing well, enjoying your holidays here in the United States anyways. Uh, I know I am. Um, but today, uh, we're going we're gonna to jump across the pond, as they say, because, you know, here we have a lot of good conversations, but the big conversation is going on over in uh, in Great Britain. And uh, you you might remember Justin Brierley's been on the program a few times, uh, pr- the premier radio network over in, in Great Britain, doing a fabulous job of, of getting a Christian worldview out there in various forms. And one of those is uh, a program called The Big Conversation. Uh, and the host of that now is Andy Kind, and he's bringing in people from all over. I'll let him explain a little bit about that. But uh, it's a very interesting paradigm, um, and, and I think it's a really great example of what we as believers should be doing, which is engaging the culture fearlessly, talking about various topics and talking to people who don't necessarily share our worldview. So we're going to hit some of those topics that they're talking about and, and just kind of give you, if you're not familiar with the big conversation, an introduction to what's going on over there. So appreciate you guys being here. Andy, welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you today. Thank you so much, Randy. It's a, a privilege to be with you from, as you say, across the pond, yeah. a transatlantic episode here. Yes, and uh, I was just over there in London uh, in July. Uh, I always enjoy going over there. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing because, I mean, the UK really has seen quite the transformation in the last, you know, generation, if you will. Um, and... Europe in general, you know, they call it a, a post-Christian uh, culture, but you guys, you guys are jumping into the middle of it. Explain to people sort of why you're doing and what you're doing and, and how you go about it. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think with the big conversation and with um, Premier's flagship show, Unbelievable, which is a more weekly um, affair. I think it's based on the idea that the Christian story makes sense, that Christianity um, is still true and meaningful um, and deserves a a fair hearing. And um, certainly I'm in my early 40s, but it's always felt to me like um, Christians have been in the minority. It doesn't really feel anymore. And it's quickened over the last decade i suppose but it doesn't really feel anymore that we have a christian society not even a christ haunted society we're so sort of atomized and balkanized so what unbelievable tries to do and what the big conversation tries to do is to give christianity its time in the dock alongside um, other worldviews and allow people to decide for themselves what they think makes the most sense because the reality is that um, for all of us who are Christians, and particularly those of us who are involved in apologetics and, and philosophy, Christianity makes a lot of sense rationally and emotionally. And um, it's it's good to get that worldview um, disseminated amongst the culture and amongst the society and out of the mouths of people who really do know what they're talking about. So we don't just bring in um, charismatic 
preachers, although they're good as well. We bring in experts in their field, experts in different realms of science and philosophy. Um, and it's it's been, you know, it's Justin's baby. He he is the uh, very much the the sort of blue ribbon guy for this. But um, he's moved on to doing something similar. And so I'm one of a, a small pool of um, hosts now to try and take it forward. So give us an example, perhaps, of, of one of the programs topically and then with your experts to, to understand what that would look like. So the most recent one that we did, um, which I filmed uh, last week, was um, Ben Shapiro and Alex O'Connor. Alex O'Connor, known to some people as a Cosmic Skeptic, and um, it was the it was the first show where neither of the debaters or conversers were uh, Christian. Ben's obviously uh, Jewish, but uh, staunchly theist in his views. So the Judeo-Christian worldview was 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 put forward, and uh, Alex is a an atheist and so we had me as the christian moderating <laughs> and the question was is religion good for society mm. and what i really like about the big conversation is that whoever you get in you're getting people in who are used to using reason and are used to using dialectic and logic so you don't have these spats these playground spats that you find on reddit or, or on youtube oh, fox news these people have been, have been <laughs> yeah these people have been involved in their in their job in their calling um for a long time and, and there's a there's a very healthy respect mm. almost invariably for for one another um and there's also plenty of areas of convergence because again when you're when you're trying to use reason and not just emotion mm -hmm. um there are it's usually only that last five percent or that last um i'm trying to think of an american football analogy but it's usually only the end zone which is different you know the the field of play might be might be the same so um yeah ben obviously thought that religion was good for society for society alex said maybe maybe it's not but i i can't help but have anything but admiration for people who employ reason in the pursuit of truth it is perhaps the most noble pursuit um, known to humanity at the end of it do you grab one of their hands and hold them up and declare a winner <laughs> no, no, no. absolutely we have these massive belts as well <laughs> these belts okay. that we hang around them they have to have no shirt on as well it's a bit embarrassing for them. but uh, yeah no we, we don't do that because um um I, I think in the olden days of Unbelievable, it was more of a debate. We try to make it more of a conversation now because we're, we're not trying to catch people out. We're not trying to, you know, we've invited these people in. They've taken the time. We're, we're trying to honour them and uh, give them a fair hearing. So what I always say to the guests is I'm here to help you. I'm not here to trick you or throw in some kind of um, post-trailer sting about why these people are wrong and Christianity is right. I'm here to help you describe what you want to say in the best way that you that you can Be, because again as a christian you know it says in says in isaiah come let us reason together mm -hmm. what it doesn't say is let me hear you out and then and then shut you down mm -hmm. with some kind of you know passive aggressive um christian proclamation so we we always just trust that god will have his way that god will speak to people who haven't yet been reached and and we've seen that we've seen that plenty of times one of the producers on the big conversation um became became a christian uh through watching a william lane craig debate and so this sort of thing does happen i don't get it when people say 
oh, apologetics doesn't convert people. But it actually helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So do you, are you mindful of, of Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul in Rome? Because that's basically what he did. Well, I mean, Paul all over the place, Paul in Athens and, and Paul in Rome. And my personal approach to apologetics is um, is to use what you can and to form that common ground. You know, Paul quotes their poets. Paul yeah. doesn't just go in and quote Ezekiel or the Old Testament. He says, look, I, I see that you guys are very religious. Um, let me show you what that really looks like as your own poets say. So you, you, it's like the born identity. You try and use whatever's around you to, to form into some kind of um, reasoned argument. But I'm a comedian by trade, a stand-up comedian by trade, and I, I know from comedy that if you can form a common ground with somebody, they're more likely to laugh at you. And um, people won't laugh at anything that they don't recognise. So I think the pro my approach is the same in apologetics and um, discussions about spirituality. What you want to do is form that common ground. So you actually have something to stand on together. And then you say, okay, well, what might the next step look like from here? We both agree in that we want to be loved unconditionally. We both agree that um, there is such a thing as justice. What's the next step? Where does that, where does that lead to? So um, yeah, very, very mindful of Paul. And, um, you know, you try and stand on the shoulders of the people who've gone before mm. you. Mm. And Justin really set the barometer so well for how to treat um, the guests. Yeah. He's never he was. Ne and you've had him on the show. You know, he's he's very gentle. He's not sneering. He's not snide. Um, and I think the the guests certainly absorb a lot of that. Well, it's it's refreshing. Uh, and, and I you know, I watched some BBC um and, and they always tend to be a lot more reasoned, uh, even though they clearly come from a certain worldview. Over here in the United States, man, I don't know how much you watch, but it's well, it's just like a cage fight half the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you can get excited about that for a while, but after a while you're just like, man, can we just have a mm -hmm. conversation, you know, yeah. a reasonable conversation? All right, sidebar question, um, because <laughs> I was, I've never, you know, no one's ever paid me to tell them jokes, but I was the class clown growing up. I loved yeah. humor. I love comedy. Do you, do you ever have to restrain yourself in a very serious conversation and not just crack a joke that pops into your head? <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's at its absolute worst when I'm trying to host these debates between <laughs> <Right>. quite grave <laughs> academics. So we had one debate about um, AI and uh, the robot race will robots ever uh, take over humanity and obviously it's based on that idea that fear that we all have if we've seen the terminator that skynet will at some point come <laughs> online and um so we were talking about this and there was a a guy uh, a guy on there uh, called uh, philip ball and um he was talking about how intelligent uh, octopi or octopuses are and I found myself saying in the middle of this quite serious debate, <laughs> so is it possible then, Philip, that at some point in the future, Octopi could become our supreme overlords? And I could hear all the crew laughing because that isn't the sort of question you get. But um, I've, tr I've, I've hosted five of these big conversations now, and I think that I'm just trying to, you know, you've got to make it your own. You've got, you've got to 
fill the role, you know, in the same way that this mm -hmm. this is your show. And the reason that you're here is is be, is so that you can make it yours. So I I start I start the show before the cameras roll by um, chatting to the guests mm -hmm. and by really trying to make them feel welcome and also giving them an idea of the fact that I am I can be a bit silly. I can be a bit uh <laughs> irreverent at times because yeah it's just my right. my natural aptitude is is to is to say something funny um not just not flippant or overly fr frivolous but i've yeah. done comedy for 19 years and so my mind is constantly <laughs> looking for the joke um uh -huh. so i try to get the guests in the green room to um just become a little bit acquainted <laughs> with who i am as a person so then when you throw in a little uh, flippant one-liner it doesn't it doesn't throw them <laughs> right, right. Ho hopefully they'll laugh along with you yeah right. right oh that's hilarious okay we're talking to andy kind he is the host of the big conversation this is the website the big conversation dot show uh that is actually a real thing not dot com not dot org not dot net dot show uh, and you can go check out that and then see some of the episodes there it's it's actually quite wonderful and quite refreshing I, i've enjoyed many of the episodes uh, I have a couple of questions because when you talk about bringing in people who don't share your worldview, who are not Christians, um, and treating them with respect and giving them space and not just slapping them down or coming behind them and, you know, uh, telling everybody why they're wrong, how those people, because I'm sure some of them come in with a little trepidation, um, but yet they do it. And then they come out. Have you gotten any feedback on the backside? from some of your guests that might surprise us? Uh, yes, certainly. Um, I think the general, the general feedback is that people, as you say, are very surprised by how welcome and open um, the, the, sh the show is. And we, we want them to feel like um, a wolf among lambs really <laughs> that's how we want them to feel um so yes the feedback is always that they feel welcome and welcome and and you want them to because they particularly the the bigger names mm -hmm. um you know like ben shapiro like um jordan peterson like alex o'connor they have big followings and it only takes one little uh, youtube right. short to right. shut you down mm -hmm. and that you don't do it to avoid that but you you do you know you do it because of the ethos of the, of the show but you want people to encourage others to watch it you want people to have a um a positive view and as you mentioned earlier in the states i mean i do i do watch quite a lot of media from the uh us and we don't quite have this same sort of binary divide between left and right mm. and if you're a christian you're on the right we don't it doesn't really happen like that over here we we just tend to have a conversation around a cup of tea um and uh, you know that tends to sort out most of our differences <laughs> but um you don't you don't ever change someone's mind by telling them that they're wrong you just don't do that you don't change anyone's mind by shouting at them you might scold a naughty child and get their behavior to change but we, with grown-ups, that doesn't happen. You actually have to show um, why, and this is the, these are the terms I would use, you have to show why the story that you're offering makes more sense and is more fulfilling, ultimately, than yeah. the story that they're yeah. offering. Um, and that's, that's some people would say, oh, that's very postmodern. Yes, but we live in a postmodern age, and um, whether we like it or not, 
our culture, both sides of the pond, is very feelings driven. Um, it used to be the case in the time of Spurgeon and Billy Graham that you could just you could just hit the logos. You could just try and change people's minds. Actually, I think we have to we have to try and change people's hearts, first of all, because what the heart desires, the mind justifies. So if you can capture people's heart, um, often they will change their minds alongside it. So it's just it's not that you don't use logos. It's not that we're not trying to bring people to a point of changing their mind or mm. repentance, if you want to use that language. But I would just say you you put a little you, you change the formation. It's like, again, in American football, you have different plays for for what you want to achieve. No one ever used the same play twice. Um, and it's it's like that with apologetics. You use what works. Well, it, you know, my I'm, you don't probably don't know this. My, my dad is one of these the old school uh, stadium evangelists and, and billy graham actually set up his ministry which is what this is today wow uh and and they you know there was um well i gotta say this right because i don't want people to misunderstand me but there was there was a level of fear involved uh and and, and i don't think that's entirely inappropriate because the reality of health should yeah. instill some fear into us uh and you know uh, the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom um, but at, at the same time, when we make an emotional decision, uh, I've seen a lot of people go back on that because emotions change. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you truly change the heart and I, I, I don't think what you're doing is necessarily, you know, it's, it's, it's there's no distance from scripture because what you're doing is you're planting seeds. Mm. Uh, you're sowing seeds into someone's mind and when it gets into the heart, it grows into a transformation. And, and at the end of the day, there's none of us that can actually save someone. Only the Holy Spirit yeah. can do that. And so by getting someone to listen to something that they, a, a worldview, Christianity, that they might not otherwise listen to, because you're over here talking about AI or robots yeah. with this secular, you know, uh, respected authority. I think you're actually venturing into places to plant seeds that the Holy Spirit can then grow that, uh, you know, a, a Billy Graham type, they, they may not go listen to that person. So I see you guys as very scriptural in, in what you're doing. And I'm, you have to have some good feedback maybe from some unexpected listeners who have said, you know, I was listening on this because of this guy over here, but I heard what you said. You got any good feedback through through the years with yeah this? well i mean that happens all the time yeah. and i think the greatest feedback we can have um when i because i do you know never read the comments they say but i do trawl through the comments <laughs> and my favorite comment um is always it's so nice to see two people of differing opinions having a reasonable conversation mm. and that's usually from from people from the states who again as you mentioned are okay. are used to just slanging yes. it's like the the sharks and the jets it's like <laughs> so that we'll meet we'll meet you we'll meet you under the bridge if you say blades we say blades if you say guns we say guns um so that's always the the best feedback and because i think if people can have a respect for you as a person um they're much more likely to give you a fair hearing you know everybody um, well, not everybody, but lots of us are um, inclined. We have a proclivity to um, 
reduce somebody ad absurdum. You know, if, if we can if we can claim that somebody is ridiculous as a person, we don't have to accept their worldview, which is why when Christians shout and rage, it doesn't work because people just think, oh, he's mad. Therefore, what he believes is mad. And that might not be true, but that is that is the process that people go through. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's something very captivating about someone being calm and reasoned and absorbing the blows as as the Lord did and as Paul did. Yeah. Um, they didn't charge into the fight. They they allowed people, you know, Jesus allowed people to disagree. He allowed people to um, walk away. And so many of the New Testament stories of Jesus don't necessarily have what we would call a, a satisfying filmic ending. They just abruptly end. We never find out what he wrote in the sand um, to the woman right. caught in adultery. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I think that the best feedback is always those people who say we really appreciate watching this. Yeah. Um, and as a viewer, I don't know about you, Randy, but as a viewer, I can't really watch anything that is cringe and awkward. I can't watch it. I can't watch people trying to shame one another. So we're not trying to shame anybody. We are simply trying to um, air people's views, not because we think every worldview is the same, not because we think every worldview is equally, equally true, but because we have we have trust in the gospel. We believe in the gospel and, and we believe that, um, as you say, it's it's sowing seeds. And I, you know, we've all experienced the pandemic over the last few years and lots of us have been quite wounded by that. Um, and to go back to the, the feelings thing, as a Christian who's had charismatic experiences, those those didn't keep me on the straight and narrow those didn't preserve my faith what preserved my faith was apologetics mm. my, it was the intellectual side of christianity that um that kept me close to god or close-ish to god when everything was really hitting the fan yeah. because i got to the point where i thought well i don't understand any of this but where else would i go he has the words of eternal life so mm. for me apologetics um is not the only ingredient in a healthy christian uh life but it it's like salt <laughs> it's like salt it seasons everything else yeah yeah and it anchors us i mean it, it's that it's really good um uh i, I want to ask you about the ai and the robots because now you've you got me curious but uh <laughs> I'm, 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 i gotta wrap up here because i've, I've got to go but i want to show people one more time the big conversation dot show uh because really what what you're doing i think is refreshing um, and you know, like you say, it's a lot easier to listen to. And I think it's, I think it will be the more effective means of communication of the coming generations. You know, it, the scripture doesn't say that they will know we are Christians by our, our sarcasm or our volume or our acerbic wit. It says they'll know yeah. we're Christians by our love. And it's easy to yeah. show love to other Christians. But when you're bringing in people that completely disagree with you, maybe disrespect you, maybe impugn your views and you still mm. love them to me that's the more powerful yeah. witness at the end of the day you know you may not you may not win every battle but we win the war and so we, we got to yeah. have that confidence so I, I thank you for what you're doing and i would encourage all of my u.s and canadian friends uh over here to take a peek uh at some of these programs it'll, it'll, they're entertaining but they're also very thoughtful and i think a good model for how we can be more effective in our culture because 
it is a bit chaotic over here at times. And, and a lot of Christians over here, we've been the majority, and now we're moving away from that. Uh, and it's got a lot of people around who don't know where to go. And I think you guys provide a good model for that. But uh, on the AI and the robots, are, are we, are we will Octopi become our overlords? No, I don't think so. So the most helpful thing I heard, and I was genuinely worried, um, I started carrying an Alsatian around with me, so because they spot Terminators. But um, I, um, the most helpful thing that was said was that when people talk about AI, it's it's a misnomer, really. It it's not intelligence at all. It's simply applied st- statistics. Mm. So AI is simply a massive moving spreadsheet. So no, <laughs> I, we don't we don't have to worry. Robots are not going to take over. Um, robots may become incredibly clever programmable um machines but they're never going to have that life force so um and i am genuinely relieved by that <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good see over here i thought that uh, artificial intelligence was when a blonde dyes your hair black but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go you can use that one and i will get comments of people not enjoying that but hey it's okay you know sometimes you just got to be who you are. All right, Andy, thank you. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go? I appreciate the conversation we've had as well as the big conversations that you continue to have. Anything you want people to know before I, uh, I let you go? Yeah, just that there's, there's lots of shows on the on the channel, and uh, it's been a real privilege to talk to you from uh, England, and uh, hopefully you'll have me back on at some point, Randy. Absolutely. We'll keep having good conversations, and one, then we'll have another good conversation. And maybe we'll we should just have a joke off, like just – Tell as many jokes as we can. I actually wrote yeah. a Christian joke book, um, and it's a long story. Uh, but the publisher suggested it many years ago, and it took me a long time to actually write because Christian jokes are harder than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time I pitched it, they're like, yeah, you can just get these on the Internet. We don't want to publish this. It's like, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I've got materials of what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's good materials. Yeah, so well we can do we can do a we can do a comedy episode next time where we talk about the uh, the utility of Christians in the comedy world. Well that would be fun and you would be my expert because you've actually done it. <laughs> Andy <laughs> Kind. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, appreciate what you do. Appreciate all Thank you guys you, out there watching. Hit that share button if you haven't liked, followed, or subscribe. I would invite you to do that and check out the big conversation looks just like this and we'll see you again next time here on life today live